So this is Lexi at Momentum. This is episode 007 with Kent Campbell, the James Bond episode. All right, how are you doing today, Kent? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. I'm doing great on this Monday morning. Um, It's it's midday. Oh, it is. Monday. Well, that just shows that it's Monday. Oh, okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Trying to get it over. All right. So, Kent, what got you into fitness? Um, Well, probably started at a very young age, involved with sports. I'm sure as most people that are involved in the fitness realm. Uh, Played baseball, always growing up. Um, Was very average at it, so I knew that it wasn't going to be part of my future. So, actually, I mean, I wanted to be involved in fitness somehow, but actually wanted to be an architect going to college. Um, Growing up in Georgia, there were only two schools that had uh, architecture programs. It was Georgia Tech, did not have the grades to get in there, and then uh, Savannah College of Art and Design didn't have the finances to get in there. So construction management was the closest thing that I could find, which was at Georgia Southern. Come to find out, it is not the same at all. So I wondered, like, what could I pivot to? What was I interested in? And that was when I made the change to exercise science, uh, kinesiology, because I did want to be involved in the, the health and wellness field. I really wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach for college is what I really wanted. But down the road, I figured out that's not also, again, what I did not want. So Awesome. So how did all of that lead you to momentum? Well, I've been training since 2003. I think I got my first personal training certification. I just did the ACE when I was in school. That way I could start training um, at the, the rec center for students. And then the following year, I was able to get on as a student assistant at the strength and conditioning room with the uh, Olympic sports. So I was with baseball, softball, um, volleyball, and the track and field. We just had a women's track and field. We didn't have a men's uh, team. So I got to do that for a year and a half. And then I ended up doing my internship there as well. That's when I got on with the football team um, as an assistant there. Um, So that's really where I learned, like, I would say the majority of uh, my fitness application was from the strength and conditioning at the college level. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a great resource. I mean, you learn in school, but it's, it's so clinical, you know, and it's so textbook. Like, you don't really learn how to, like, train people while you're going to school. So the hands-on that I got there was, uh, like, super important. Um, Beep-bopped around Jacksonville doing various things. I mean, if you can think of it, I've probably done it in the fitness space here in Jacksonville. Um, actually was not looking for anything at the time. I was, like, fairly content where I was. And I ran, or my wife ran into an old coworker of mine. And he asked, like, what I was doing currently, if I was looking for a new space to be at. And she related to me, and I was like, well, I'm not really looking for anything, but I'm always open to having the conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the right fit or the right time. So I came and met Marie. Um, I liked everything that she said. Um, I liked the environment. I liked the facility. And here I am a year later. I've been here for a year. Awesome. Oh, my yep. goodness. It seems like you've been here longer. So you talk a lot about... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, So you talk a lot about sports. So I'm curious to know, what's your training philosophy? So my training philosophy has always been, if you can get someone stronger, you're going to get them healthier. I know we kind of like 
the past maybe three to five years, there was this huge transition to everything's like functional. Functional became like the buzzword. And getting stronger is functional. I mean, you can do all the prehab and rehab movements you want till the cows come home, but if you're not getting stronger, if you're not strengthening those muscles, those parts of the body, then you're just going to be doing those same movements forever. Um, and I think there's been a good transition away from like, let's do band work and rotator cuff exercises and this and that into a more of a loading. Like, let's see what your body can tolerate load wise. Let's see, you know, if strengthening these muscles helps, you know, alleviate some of this pain that you're, you're having. And a lot of that was also from my own experience because I've had uh, chronic back issues since high school. Um, ever since like my junior year of high school, there would be times where my back would just go out. Mm. Um, and they said that there's been numerous things said about what it was, you know, facet joint syndrome or maybe some like early arthritis, whatever the case, it would just always kind of creep up, um, especially when I would do any like heavy axial loading. Um, so what I would do is I would just shy away from doing back exercises. And by doing so, my back got weaker, my pain got worse, you know, I got more limited. And so it wasn't until I actually focused on strengthening my back, loading my back, you know, giving it the stimulus that it needed to get stronger is when my back started getting better. And I think just more people need to know that their body is more resilient than what they think it is. You just need to stay within the level that your body is capable of. But, you know, progressive overload obviously is very important to getting stronger, getting healthier, you know, being more fit and just improving your quality of life. So stronger is healthier. Would you say your training style is more of the heavy lifting or how would you describe your training style for your clients? I I would say heavy lifting is relative. I mean, you know, if you're doing it for sets of six to eight reps and for you that's challenging, then that's heavy. Um, I mean, but as long as we're doing it safely, your form looks good. There's no uh, technical breakdown. I'm happy with that. Um, I do like to get everyone in that kind of rep range at some point to make sure we are getting that progressive overload. I feel like you don't have to live there. I mean, you can go up to the 10 to 12 to 15s, even the 20s. It's all about, you know, reaching a technical failure, muscular failure, just making sure you're reaching that stimulus. Then there's a good chance that ideally you're going to be getting stronger and hopefully uh, building muscle as well. Okay. So what's your favorite workout, favorite exercise that you give to people? What's a full um, go-to exercise? So I love supersets. Uh, Chest back, upper lower, push pull. Um, that's I would say definitely my go-to um, when I'm training people because I like to keep them moving. I don't really want much downtime unless we are strictly focusing on moving a heavy load. Um, and even then, if we are doing something like that, I will still superset that with either, either like an isometric core movement or some type of like dynamic core movement or stability, something like that. Just that way we're not standing around. Mm. Um, if we can just alleviate that, like get more. Uh, bang for your buck, improve the quality of your workout, you know, by doing stuff like that. But also make sure it's not overly taxing where it's taken away from the the major movements that we're trying to do. Um, as far as exercise-wise, I love lunges. Um, mm. Do lunges all day, every day. You hear <laughs> actually, that, people? Lunges. actually did a quarter <laughs> mile of lunges yesterday. Um, if you've never done a quarter mile of lunges, you should definitely give it a go. It feels like you sprinted like two miles. Oh my goodness. In like half the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Sprinting. I used to love cardio before I was introduced to strength training. I hear your wife is a runner. Do you Mm -hmm. like to run as well? Not so much. No, I ran a lot actually during the whole COVID shutdown because I was pretty limited in what I could do. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And funny enough, she was pregnant at that time, so she was not running. So she was riding the Peloton, and I was actually running like every day. I did a couple uh, half marathons, um, and I didn't mind it. I mean, it was good. It kind of like just occupied my mind. I like kind of just shutting off and just either listening to music or like a podcast while I would run. Um, but I've definitely like dialed that back. I mean, I've maybe run like once or twice a week at this point. Okay. So when you're not in the gym or running or chasing your children around, what do you like to do in your free time? I like to play golf. Um, I would say that free time is, uh, has become a very elusive thing with the, the, the little one and everything going on. Um, but I do like to play golf, whether that's just going to the driving range or playing a you know quick nine, which a quick nine is not a real thing either. That's still like two hours of your time. Um, I've really gotten into the whole pickleball thing lately. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I'm trying to get a few other trainers here on board. That way we can go to the yards and start dominating over there. See, I think we should do a kickball team. I mean, I'm okay with that, too. I'll do that, too. Yeah. Um, any, we should, any, we should any have a vote. Like that. Kickball or pickleball team? I mean, I say we do both, you know. Both, yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing in my brother-in-law's softball league, uh, so that's been fun. It's been a long time since I've done that. Um, not since, like, college intramurals have I played, uh, like, slow pitch softball. So it took a little bit... Uh, to get readjusted to that so that was fun um and then really just playing with uh, my daughter i mean she's at a fun age right now where she's really kind of getting to experience things how old is like she the first time so she's two mm. and then i guess what two and three months so 27 months if you do that whole thing <laughs> that people with kids do um so just you know seeing her experience things, learning how to use her body, like she's climbing and jumping off of everything right now, Um, just having to like basically kid-proof the whole house at this point. Um, She's a complete savage, but she is like lots of fun. Keeps you busy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Good. Um, So going back to the training, let's say someone walks in and they're new to weightlifting. How would you get them started? Are they coming like to me? Or is it just someone that's looking to like start their fitness journey? Oh, good question. Um, let's say someone who's looking to get into strength training for the first time. How would you get them started? So I came from all cardio, all cardio. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like lifting weights because I felt like it. I was going to hurt myself. So someone who's a little bit more skeptical of lifting weights and injuries, but an mm-hmm. athlete, mm-hmm. how would you get them started in strength training? First off, just make sure that they have the resources to be successful. So learning how to lift properly, make sure the amount of like volume intensity is proper for what their current level of fitness may be. Um, a lot of people want to get into the strength training and they just kind of overdo it from the get-go. I mean, they're probably in the gym maybe like an hour and a half, two hours maybe just figuring things out and mm-hmm. then they can't walk for like the rest of the week. So just making sure... One, you're moving correctly before you start loading. And then two, that you're working at the right intensity, kind of right rep range. Make sure you're like doing adequate volume, but not like a super huge amount of volume. Um, And just setting up a proper like routine. So, you know, make sure you're not necessarily like blasting like full body workouts every single day of the week, seven days a week. Like make sure there's like a good foundation or maybe you're doing like upper lower splits. You know, wouldn't really advise a new person to, try to break it up into too many body parts Mm -hmm. maybe they should be doing like full body 
work out two to three times a week to kind of start, set up that base, and then you can get into the more intricate workouts as you become more advanced. Um, but really just moving correctly to begin and then making sure that you are set up with a proper plan. Okay. You know, super important. Awesome. Now, I've seen you work with all ages, all fitness levels, all different types of clients, but what would you say is your ideal client or someone that you really like to work with? Is it that athlete that's looking to go to the next level? Is it someone just starting? What's your ideal client? It used to be the athletes. Um, as I've gotten older, I actually prefer like your everyday, you know, mom, dad, just someone just wanting to be healthier and fitter in life. Um, I think sometimes when you're working with athletes, there can be a bit of the ego that comes along with that. Mm, and the stubborn, um, yeah. Stubbornness. Um, they think, you know, because they've just been praised everywhere they've gone, maybe they don't have to work as hard or... They question every single thing that you do. Why am I doing this? Why are we doing that? Which is fine, but it's like almost, you know, pulling pulling teeth, trying to get them to, you know, work out hard or stick to a program. Um, and a lot of that is because maybe they're like just gifted and things come easy to them. So that can be challenging. But, you know, you have the everyday mom, the everyday dad, whatnot. Like, they're usually pretty hardworking. They, they're pretty realistic about what they're trying to achieve. Um, and then you can, I mean, you're just, it's more flexible though, because you basically you can do anything, you know, when training athlete, you're kind of pigeonholed into, well, I'm getting you better for this sport. Everyday mom, everyday dad, like we can learn to do anything. Yeah. You know, we can keep it fun. We can keep it fresh, change it up, um, keep it exciting for them. So the variety is there. So I, I really enjoy working with them more, honestly. Awesome. All right, so those were all the training, fitness, weightlifting questions. Now let's get into some fun questions. So I've heard that you ask everybody what their spirit animal is, and I am so curious to know what yours is. Gosh, I don't think I have one. You have to. You ask the question, so you have to have an answer I know. That's why I ask it. You ask the questions you don't have the answer to because you're trying to get that feedback. What animal and why? Gosh. Uh, what, What animals are sarcastic? (laughs) <laughs> to the next question. You know, I don't How know does what... <laughs> your fluent sarcasm affect your training relationships? Because anybody who doesn't know Kent, sarcasm comes naturally. He is fluent in it. It is his second language, if not first. So I, I will say when I first started training, um, I would actually get a good bit of pushback from my sarcasm or just you know my personality. Um, and I think that was just me being... Not necessarily being myself too early, too often, but just kind of giving them time to learn how I communicated. Um, like, I'm never malicious, but I do like to poke fun with people. I do like to, you know, rile people up. Um, I think as my clients have gotten to know me and they kind of see what my personality is, you know, they've it works well in the training environment. Yeah. You know, keep things loose, try to keep it lighthearted. Um, and I will say there have been clients that just, we just didn't mesh well. And you know what? I think as you grow, you learn that like, you're not going to be compatible with every person, you know, maybe that they're better off working with a different style of trainer. And that's one thing that I am now like fully okay with. Like I, I know that I don't have to try to please everyone and be able to work with everyone. Mm -hmm. You, you find the right fit. Yeah. So that's, you know, one thing that's definitely changed yeah. in my years of training. So back to the spirit animal. Spirit animal. Yeah. Oh, my god. I didn't forget about it. 
What are your personality qualities be... that you would say? Because then we can match that with an Well, animal. I feel like I'm loyal. Okay, I'm already going towards Sar- that golden sarcastic. retriever dog. I mean, I do. We do have a golden retriever. Okay, so you can't be a golden retriever. So I feel like I can't be a golden retriever. Okay, but loyal. What else? I mean, I'm kind of lazy to be honest. Lazy. Like, if I'm not working, working out, doing something I like, I really just like to veg out on the couch. Okay. I like okay. to be a little bit of a recluse. I'm getting some koala vibes. Koala vibes. See, yeah. I could go for a koala. Maybe like a panda. Panda. Yeah. Maybe I'm like a panda. I could see a panda. You know, I feel like pandas are all like cute and cuddly, but they can be assholes probably. Also, if you think of like Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, the, yeah. yeah. See, there we like, go. Like you got the weight training, but you can also eat some dumplings so on I'm the a couch. Panda. Okay, we love it. Spirit animal. Okay, well, panda. I'm okay with that. Panda. Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know about Kent Campbell? Campbell, do you are you the owner of the soup? Also, I think the people. If I know. was, I would not be sitting here right now. <laughs> I would be on some island. No free soup for anybody. <laughs> sipping on some bourbon or something. <laughs> would not be here. <laughs> but no, I wish. Okay, so anything else? Unfortunately, you wrong, want... wrong Campbell. Oh man, anything else you want the listeners to know? Um, I mean, just ask me in person. If there's anything you want to know, I feel like I'm a pretty uh, open book. Um, I can be not shy, but it can take me a little while to open up to people. So it just takes like getting to know you, Mm. I think. Um, so I can probably seem standoffish to people who don't really know me. I know that whenever I've changed jobs, usually before people get to know me and they're like, oh, you just, I thought you were a jerk. I thought you were (laughs) an ass because you just stand over there with your smug face and this and that. And this is, no, I'm just I'm just standoffish, you know. It just takes me a while to open up. Do you and suffer from RBF? I do, yeah, for okay. sure, yep. For those of you who don't know what RBF is, Ken? I would just Google it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if we can say it, on the, say it on the podcast without putting us into the explicit category. Yes, but RBF. A, a quick Google will take care of that. Yes. But yes, but I'm actually a nice person if you get to know me. I feel like I am. I Maybe. agree, I agree. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Yeah.